Uh, thanks for tuning in the Road Stories podcast, everybody. Uh, this is what, what would we call this? The Road Story, the perfect 10 of Road Stories. How come your, your title goes first? Oh, I don't know. It just sounded like the, per- okay, The because the Road Stories of Perfect 10 doesn't sound as good. <laughs> hey guys, Murray Valeriano here doing a special <laughs> crossover version of the Road Stories podcast with the very hilarious Lana Turner, who's back. I'm back. Again. And you're back on Perfect 10 Podcast. I am back on Perfect Isn't this 10 weird? Podcast. It's kind of dementing. I kind of feel like I don't know what I'd be like. Because I always start out like, hey guys, welcome to Perfect 10 Podcast. Do you want to do that then? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I'd be like, you're listening to Murray Velvet and like the whole thing. And then I just, but you just introduced yourself. So it's like, you know, doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. I just c- killed your... Uh, what? I'm, I'm trying to adjust the audio. We're not in the All Things Comedy Studio. We're in the Valeriano Podcast Studios. So uh-huh. We're killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, absolutely. Which is easier for us. But also, it's a great way to introduce each other's podcast. Because, like, guys, if you go and listen to Murray's Road Stories any other week but this one, you're going to hear content that's, like, this week, you, if you went this week, then you just hear this one that you're hearing here on my podcast. Right. But... And vice versa. Sure. If you guys, but, Road Stories listeners, if you go to the Perfect Ten <laughs> podcast, you'll just be hearing this one. Right. Exactly. But, but I've got hundreds of old episodes, as do you, and episodes. they're hilarious future episodes. So now we can create like fans by cross-pollinating and forcing them to listen to each other. This is a cross-pollination <laughs> podcast is is what we're doing. Yeah. So that's a little bit of alliteration. All right. right I think we all get it now. <laughs> no, I don't think we drove it home enough. No, no, okay. I don't think we hammered it enough at all. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, Bear wow. With, Are we going to lose power? I don't know. We're we're having this crazy ass storm in Los Angeles right now. I don't know. Which is really a storm anywhere else. Just a yeah. normal storm. <laughs> it's also called weather. Yeah. That's like anywhere else where you, in the country, this is just a little rain. But a little know, drizzle. Look at that. The winds are bending the trees. It's raining sideways practically. It's cold. And you, keep in mind, Los Angeles hasn't had rain in five years. Right. It's so, just been raining a ton lately, which it, is for, great. Since the beginning of December. I think yeah. I've complained about it every week on my podcast. <laughs> so because um, I haven't been able to surf. It's been like I'm, I've been stuck in my house. My kid's been sick and then I've been sick. And so I know. Man. And, and like I said, anywhere, but like on the East coast right now, they can't even like, they're cross country like, skiing. Like their fingers work. will freeze. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all, it's raining a little in LA. We can't go anywhere. Ooh. I am the biggest weather pussy. I will admit it. I grew oh, up in, me too. I grew up in New Jersey shoveling snow. I if I never see, I always say I tell stories of snow the way my uncle tells stories of Vietnam. Right? <laughs> I, did, I have had enough of it, man. I don't want to ever see snow again. I'm so. the same way. I grew up in Canada, and I I'm, I would never go back to that cold. I love that part of the country. Wait, I love again, New York. I'm sorry. I, I, you I, weren't paying attention. I had a business You're like, I, I don't need to listen. Ha. I'm very. Uh, we're only on. We're only talking to a lot of people right now, Murray. Listen, and you're, I'm, I'm a very people want. No, you've got some Murray. business you're handling. I've got business I'm dealing with right now. Um, I'm very popular. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you, what did you say about Canada? You're from Canada. Yeah. Did I originally? Know that? I don't know. Where in Canada? I probably told you, but you weren't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Where in Canada are you from? I was born in a small town called Sarnia and raised in Toronto. So I used to okay. walk to school in the snow as well. And I just, I, it's funny, like my sister lives in New Jersey mm-hmm. and I go and see her all the time because I go up to New York. She hardly ever comes to California. And I maintain it's because if she came here, she would realize that she could move. Right. Yeah. And you, leave that. Get out of and it. not that I don't love New Jersey. Not that I don't love that. But in the winter, fuck that. It's too cold. No, it's probably, we still, I used to, if I didn't, I, well, first of all, this is the 80s. So I had long hair <laughs> <laughs> or a mullet, whatever You're you want to call it. <laughs> 
Um, if Did I, you have a mullet? Oh, like an actual? Oh, I had a rad adorable. ass mullet. Oh, it was awesome. Um, if uh, if I didn't dry my hair all the way and oh. I walked to school in the winter, it would be ice by the time I got there. Yeah. I know. Again, everybody from like Arizona on listening is like, no shit. Move yeah, on. Shut up. <laughs> shut up, you spoiled person. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We're so spoiled. So anyways, it's right. Yeah. And the power has been going in and out in my Yeah. So that's so. what, yeah, the power was so going this, in and out just now. if this dies in the middle of us talking, we're just, we're done. Yeah, and we're, we're going home. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> This is the shortest podcast, the four-minute podcast. Um, uh, thank you to my listeners who uh, uh, sent all the nice uh, uh, congratulations to my wife, and and uh, she was nominated for uh, BAFTA. So we we're in London last week, and what, what's going on? What happened? she was nominated for a BAFTA award, so which is the British Academy Awards. So we were in London last week, and that's why you went to London. Yes, 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 oh. yes. So thank you for all the kind words on that. So you that. were going to the, you say it's the equivalent of the Oscars? Like you, It's the British Academy, British Academy of Film. So huge. So you just like were up in like, like this amazing award ceremony. Oh yeah. And, it was in the Royal Albert Hall. It oh was, wow. I sat four seats down from Mel Brooks. Um, wow. Yeah, it was great. It was, uh, this is our second time there. Um, and it's all her. It has nothing to do with me. But that's so amazing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the podcasting awards <laughs> held at a Denny's somewhere. Um, so, yeah. So thank you for all that. And then uh, next week. Where are we next week? This is the Oscars. So we'll be going to the Oscars there. So you, hop wait, on Instagram. you're going to the Oscars here. Yeah. Oh, my God. So hop on Instagram, Murray V Comedy and, and or Twitter and follow all that stuff. Are you going to have fun. a nip slip? I don't know. Oh. On the uh, shouldn't you like? I hope not because I don't want to have to shave carpet. my checks. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like nowadays, you, just as a comic, you should just walk out and be like, "Nip slip, nip slip." <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, what? I, I wanted to talk. I was at the Improv last night. It was a good show. Uh, but last time I saw Lana was at the Improv, and uh, you were doing. You went up first. I haven't been at the Improv for a really long time. Yeah, well, yeah like, wait, what was maybe that? It was, it was that one show. Maybe it's in December. I've done one show at that Melrose Improv like all year because I haven't been getting spots at the improvs because right. I can't really blah, blah, blah. All right. but but I did pick up one spot in the lab that's when you're yeah, yeah. About, yeah I went up early and, yeah. and it was great if you don't if you're not familiar with Lana's comedy uh very funny very dirty songs yeah and jokes adult adult yeah adult and, and coming out of a man and like a big burly dude it's not as like shocking right but because right, right. I'm like Petite and yeah, you're small, feminine. And cute and feminine, and you dress, you know, adorable or whatever. Uh, yeah, well, and not then, today, but <laughs> <laughs> like, she looks like shit right now. Go ahead, say it, Marie. Say it. She looks like crap. Yeah, um, yeah. The packaging is is great because yeah. it comes off. Yeah. So first out the gate sometimes. But and, and it was uh, it was hosted by uh, Phil Hendry, who's this radio great radio. I used to listen to Phil Hendry all the time. He was great. Um, so he didn't exactly warm the crowd up. <laughs> Not really. But I thought my set was great. Like, I oh, don't no, think no, it was bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. No, I was no, going to say. No, you were great. Bad. But it was like, but it was funny because you're coming, you know, you got this white guy in a suit yeah. just doing fun, you know, characters. Like, he says, which, like, throws out things like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Voices and, and they stuff. They weren't exactly really landing or anything. And then, and then <laughs> here comes Lana, this cute little dainty girl with a guitar and just singing these raunchy song yeah. it was great people loved it but they were definitely 
I mean, I, I, my favorite part where you're just like singing your song, ding a ding, and, you're, and just the quick aside, I usually go up later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little early for you guys, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, but it was great. And uh, all, all the comics in the back loved it. A bunch of, even a bunch of those girls in the back who I didn't know, Nikki Glazer and Sarah Schaefer, and those girls were back there. Were they, they there? It. Yeah. Sarah Schaefer was. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, right? yeah, that's her. Yeah. I think that's her. I'm forgetting the names. Anyway, <laughs> no. So it was hilarious to watch you go up early Thanks, instead Marie. of headlining <laughs> and watching these people's butt clinch and laugh at the same time. But I, it, you know, I I like I like that. I like that to be the the effect I have on a room full of people. You know, clenched assholes and laughter. Right. It's, right. Yeah. Resume building. But yeah, I <laughs> I kind of I I mean I'll measure the room if I don't think they can handle it. I'll back off a little. But I mm-hmm. like. I mean, when you only have, what is the, like that set's like seven minutes long. Yeah, yeah. So you either got to come out throwing punches or or disappear into the, into the, what, 12 other people that are on the show. Yeah. So, I mean, I want you to remember me when you leave the room. I want to, you know, make them, make sure. And here's the thing. When you put out that net of people, okay, so then maybe there were a couple of people that was too much for sure. them. But for the ones that got it. They'll come back and hopefully see me again. Oh yeah, or whatever you know. So that's but that's yeah. That runs the risk of all comedy though. Exactly. I mean, you're gonna alienate some people. I I had a great set last night, but I went off on some religious stuff, and I'm sure I pissed off a couple people in the back. Which is good. That's what that's our job. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because comedy is sort of like on the internet. People are trolls are always going after comics, trying to oh, sure. shame people for doing I, i've had people recently go out and and you know it's interesting we're we're so fragile uh-huh. we really are <laughs> so when somebody says something negative and i'm saying this like i really mean this like i i really believe that it's a good thing to have people say bad things you know and to not like but it hurts <laughs> <laughs> it really hurts i get i get so sensitive and i'm like oh when it happens right but it's great because you take the risk you talk about religion that's your job right Right. It's good. Yeah, Especially it right now. Yeah. People are way sensitive. Oh, so. absolutely. It was yeah. fun. How's traveling with a guitar? What do you mean? Like carrying the guitar? No, how is traveling with a guitar? How is it? Does yes. Oh, it depends on where I'm going and what I'm doing. Like right. it, I have a big um really strong case. So uh-huh. it's a flight case because my guitar's awesome. Right. Um I never had a good guitar until a few years ago and I I invested. I put my name in the neck. Oh, yeah, it's Elvis. pretty sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. It's beautiful. So I have this really good case. And if I'm traveling by myself, mm-hmm. I'll often carry it and try and put it on the airplane with me so I don't have to check it. But if I have to check it, it's safe under the plane. Right. Um, and if I'm bringing my kids, I can't manage two kids at a guitar. I, ha- I can't check them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've tried a few times. I have a flight case for them as well, but right. they just won't take them under the plane. I, know, I, was, just, I was just traveling with a guitar stick. I, I, did you ever see that Woody Allen documentary, Wild Man Blues? No, and I love every Woody Allen. All right. Well, he's a um, he's a, he's in a Dixieland jazz band and mm-hmm. has been forever. Yeah, and he's a. And uh, they play at this bar in New York every Monday or whatever, and it documented their tour. And I did. He's like the bass player is like you know it's a stand up double bass, and you know and he's watching them load them across the Atlantic. And at one point, he's like, right now, he's wishing he played the flute. <laughs> he's got to haul his bass. He's got to haul that double bass everywhere. Yeah, that's a that's a commitment. It's like a harp player. Yeah, it's like you got to haul that shit everywhere you go. <laughs> that's kind of a nerdier instrument, right? right. Like a guitar is cool. You can throw it on your back and go. Yeah. Although if it gets if your instrument, okay, there's a certain size of the instrument. If you think about it, the smaller the instrument, also becomes kind of nerdy too. 
Oh, right? yeah. I if guess you're, so. If you're just playing the flute, that's kind of not the right. pussy-grabbing instrument. <laughs> oh, come on. You know all the tail you can get with a kazoo? I, you know what, though? <laughs> a girlfriend of mine said that she got um, a guy who was a, a professional saxophone player went down on her, and she said it was the best eating she's ever had. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> <laughs> Did I go too far? Uh, but so just, I don't know. I don't know right. flute. I I just say I, since I've been single, I should, I've taken up the didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some circulatory breathing because <laughs> mamas need to find somebody new. <laughs> um. So we haven't. I'm having a lot. Well, we're having each other on. I guess yeah, each other's podcast. On each other's podcast. Uh, did you want to talk about anything on your side of the podcast? Since I asked you a road story question. Well. I don't know if we're talking about road stories. Well, no, this is your turn to talk. This is perfect ten now. About oh well, I just have to ask you something pervy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> we've already kind of gone there. Did you play any wind, wind instruments growing up, pervy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm more of a guitar and uh, uh, bass player, so I guess I got some finger dexterity. <laughs> there, how's that? Is that good? That's perfect. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's probably it. So like. The finger banging of this. <laughs> but that kind of um, ends after junior high, high school. I believe it's finger blasting. Finger blasting. I don't know. I think that's very uh, territorial. Where you come from. Oh, what, what it's called? Whether it's blasting yeah. or banging? Because I heard banging growing up. Right. And then where blasting it become is blasting? where I heard here. Oh, but so it's I think a West I heard Coast. it from Chicago people, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, maybe it write, it, write us. Is let the, us know where you're from and if maybe. you prefer banging or blasting. <laughs> <laughs> if there's, Is there a difference in the style, perhaps? <laughs> One sounds so much more vi- well. It, one's more violent than the other one, right? I think blasting sounds more violent. Right, right. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe yes. Maybe more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Tackling the serious topics on yeah, the to- on, on the, the perfect, perfect ten. 10 That's what we do there. We do. Yeah. Well, road stories often end up dirty. I, the last one we did was pretty blue. Yeah, you're, you do. You know, you'd be surprised though. I I, I don't get a lot of. When I, uh, especially when I first started doing the show, I don't really get it that much anymore. When I first approached comics about coming on, they'd be like, eh, I don't really have many stories about banging waitresses and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not what it's about. Cause it's about the road. D- despite this episode, I have plenty of women who listen to this. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> carrying your guitar around the country. It is a pain in the neck. You know oh, what? Sure. You know what it is, too? Like, as a comic, and I, I, this is just my my take, but it, having a guitar is kind of, it's kind of a cheat. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't start as a stand up. And then pick up the guitar and be like, I want to make my act bigger and funnier, so I'm going to play guitar now. I just started out as writing music and funny songs. So that's just what I am. Sure. But it's really hard for somebody doing just straight monology sometimes to follow a guitar. Oh, yeah, So a lot of times other comics don't like guitar acts on their stage with them or right right before they have to perform. Um, So if something goes dreadfully wrong with having a guitar... There's probably some pleasure to be held, like if there's an audio issue uh-huh. or if I can't, you know. So that's a problem with the guitar is that I have to always figure out how to plug in or get sure, to the sure. show a little early, things like that. But I've never really had anything too bad happen, knock on right. the plastic table. But Yeah, I think, I don't know what, guitar comics have a bad rap, but I, and I'm... I'm yeah, but I like you're great. Henry Phillips is great. You know, well, there's. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> it's true though. That's that's not you know be, it, it's I I okay. So parody is completely different than writing an original sure. song. My kids can write a good parody, right? And so sometimes you'll see somebody do a parody, and it's audiences eat it up because they already know the theme, the the yeah. song. So you can really engage a crowd, but it's easy. Sure, I I think even as a fellow 
musical comic, but right. writing but Henry Phillips is phenomenal because his songs are smart. Yeah. And even though mine are often maybe I, I just have a dirty mind. Right. They're not all dirty and they're not all that bad, whatever, but I feel like they're good they're good songs. Oh no, they're quality they, songs, so, man. Yeah. And so I'm very proud to but I do know. I, I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, but I don't think I well, I don't know. I don't agree with like I don't, I don't know I don't agree with the bad rap that they've gotten. Like I got a buddy Dennis Blair who he's a, he ends his show with a but he was a musician first. Right. He was a musician first, then he got into stand up. And right. listen, I it saved his ass a couple of times because he got <laughs> there's a a topless country show in Vegas right now that used to go on right after the improv before the wow. improv closed, and uh, and they put a comic to do ten minutes, and the comics just died i mean there there are people there to watch topless girls dance to country music and all of a sudden there's a <laughs> there's a long costume change and so they're like well, let's, let's put a let's comic put something out there. out there yeah let's put a comic to out bridge there. the titty and gap they just die 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 because nobody's there to see comedy right and like what happened and and so he just he went out there and wrote a uh country song you know and a funny country song and that's what saved him and that's he's the probably the only comic I've seen do well in that spot. That's pretty cool. So you know, yeah, I mean, people. I could use a guitar sometimes. Yeah, you, well, you play. You're a what? musician. Yes, so. I'm not bad at a musician, to believe it or not. Yeah, no, it's. I, I mean, I can get away with things that other people can't, mm -hmm. having the guitar, and also since I've run into so many roadblocks this year with getting, um, like into the improvs and stuff. Uh -huh. That's a whole nother story, <laughs> but because that's happened. I've been thinking more along the lines of playing more rock and roll venues. And I got oh, to yeah. do a run um, with Adam Carolla. They did like a, a couple city tour where uh -huh. I went up with a couple of other comedians in front of the bands that were playing. Oh, cool. And I really fell in love with the idea of doing that and playing more kind of, I, I mean, if I can facilitate it, I want to do music venues, but do funny songs in that area. Cause sure. I, I think I, I might have some success with that. At least I did. When I went with these bands, it was uh -huh. really fun. You, know, you went out with Corolla who was doing it? Well, it wasn't him. It was, it was his, his sponsored tour. Okay. And we did, We went to, there's a road story. Right, we went to that. a bunch of See different cities. See how seamlessly I, uh, I, I move <laughs> into that? I'm a it professional, was, Lana. You, I'm a professional. You know, you just, you completely tricked me into doing a <laughs> whole different road story. It was really fun. Um, I mean, it was just, I don't know how many cities we did. A couple of Texas dates, uh -huh. Phoenix, Las Vegas, just a few. Who are the other comics on there? Were there other comics? Or you um, this guy, Matt, Ryan, Rye Dunn. Um, Ryan Dunn? Yeah, Rye, I guess, Rye Dunn. Not Ryan Dunn, the guy who died. No. Okay. No, I don't even know about that. Oh, he was jackass. He wasn't a comedian. Oh, oh, wow. No, he's, um he's a, this guy is like a vines and famous on vine which is no longer vine yeah. <laughs> but he's really he's got a big social media following um and then there there's a couple of other people that came and went okay so it was and then some local people like, sure it was it was fun that sounds fun yeah no it was really cool i i mean i didn't really have any big like adventures on it but it, right. for me it was really nice to just get out and you know be with like they were all it was with bands. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bands are so much cooler than comedians. Right? I, right? Well, that, I don't know. I think every comedian really wants, secretly wants to be a rock star. There's something, though, about hanging out with other comedians. Like, mm -hmm. as soon as I walk into the improv or, or comedy store or whatever, it's just, we, you cut through the bullshit. Like, yeah. as soon as you see somebody and you're like, ah, comic, it's just automatic. Whereas right. with everyone else in the world, it kind of takes a little bit of time. You can never really get right down to the... 
bullshit of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, I hear you. So I don't know, I but you. definitely not as dark as comics. <laughs> and the, at least none of the guys that I was hanging with, they weren't like, you know, heavy, like poetry guys. They were rock and rollers. Okay. All right. Um, the other reason we, well, there is the other reason. There's the only reason. Lana just released. <laughs> what was that? Mer- I don't know. I'm t- you know what? All right. I, my mind is so elsewhere today. I am so What's going sorry. Because you're no. working on this writing job. And yeah, I apologize, guys. I've, I've, <laughs> I just, I got to call it out, man. I, my head is somewhere else. I apologize today. I'm uh, sorry. No, it's not a bad thing at all. It's just. I'm just going to go. All right, I'll all see right, you later. Bye, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I figure if I address it, I'll be able to get rid of it. You know, like, like, yeah. like when you, you know, when something's going on in a, in a, on, during a set, fucking call it out, make fun of it, and. What's Move going on? on no, actually. I don't know what's going. I just I, I I got all right. So I got called to do a last minute writing gig, real, and they just have been hounding me. My kid's sick at home, and I, I don't know. So I'm sorry. My mind is elsewhere. I'm now focused on the podcast. Well, if you have to do, I I've never and had, it's raining. Like to be <laughs> to be creative in a writing project is got to be so brain intensive for you to sit down and create all that content and your mind has to did you finish all the writing you had to do for the project yet or yeah but they keep calling me for rewrites and stuff so that's, so that's what, why yeah, that's phone. why my phone's been blowing up and yeah, i told so- them i had till you know 11 a.m today or whatever and, and yet they're still calling so and, and the other thing that pissed me off is they called me really late to get me so they knew they could i would turn it around fast and i wouldn't they can only have to pay me for a couple days as opposed to two weeks or whatever so that pissed me off too anyway other than that He's looking at your phone still. I'm looking at my phone still. <laughs> All right. I, I think, I mean, I totally moment. get it. I In the moment. What? I, I get it, though, like, because to be able to create content, you, it, it's in brain intensive. Yeah. So you had to sit down this morning, create stuff, and then put it on hold, and then you're probably going to have to go back and readdress it in, right. like, an hour. And, so. I, oh, and I had to get, I had to get like, 8.30, they're calling me because the company's out of New York, 8.30 this morning. Nothing's, oh. nothing's fun or creative till noon. Right. You know? well, again, that's a West Coast issue. Yeah. Because we're bitching about the weather and the time of day to which we need to get up. But right. 830 is like, awful. people are up and going. <laughs> we're, just, we're just lazy in the West Coast. I get up at 550. You do every day? Yeah. Oh. I work out in the morning before my oh, kids right. wake up. I know I'm sick. Well, no, that's It keeps good. me sane. That's good. I got to get back on a workout regime. I I'm have not. to. I, I mean, I just, at least I have had to this year. Yeah. It really helped keep me focused and happy and uh, yeah 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 that's a, that's the one good thing i like about going out on the road is I, I i spend a lot of time in the gym because there's really nothing else to do when i'm on the road i like to just hang out in the hotel room and be in silence <laughs> yeah that's because awesome. I, I don't have children <laughs> right and like yeah that's one thing about work going out on the road with all those rock and roll guys they're like let's go party i'm like it's i have a hotel room <laughs> with nobody in it you? i can masturbate in peace <laughs> i don't have to worry <laughs> that's what i'm gonna go do for the next three hours <laughs> go fuck yourselves and i'm gonna go fuck myself thank you right like oh uh, you're preaching to the choir man yeah you're preaching but even to the if choir. i could just sleep without having to worry about being woken up I, yeah i just never get alone time so. yeah i know oh, it's, and the thing is like i'm so used to getting up early now because of the kid even when i go on the road i'm like wide awake at eight i'm like um, i want to sleep till noon i, <laughs> I want to sleep till noon yeah, your body's I'm just throwing like, myself back on the bed go to sleep i know yeah you get used to it right yeah. so let's talk about the new album well um limeade it's not even an album. It's a visual. Oh, you know what? It is an album. So like the music. So I wrote a music album. Okay. So if we're going to do this like as a road story, it's like a journey. I 
I've never been. No need to pontificate. No, I just, I'm not, what, isn't that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that? Well, I mean, you don't, no need to justify. Let's do it that way. You All right, I don't know if I justify. I just can't believe what happened to me this last like year, year and a half. Like, yeah. It's the craziest journey. I mean, I got to record an album, a comedy music album with right. my, my, one of my good friends who is uh, like from Warner Brother Records Music, uh -huh. an incredibly talented producer. So he made me sound great on this album. And then my friend Joey in Florida, Joey G, he's a comic. Joey I don't G? Know I you don't know, know Joey G. Well, Do you know him? Um, well, he's a comic and he's out of hilarious. Florida, you said though, right? He lives in Florida, but okay. he's been all, I mean, he's been around for years. Okay. A lot of people know Joey. And Joey and Norman are two men who have completely changed my life. Oh, nice. Like, for the better. For the better. Okay, good. Hands down for the better. And Joey's somebody that I do. I met him on the road on a gig. He was actually working as a comic, but he was also, did you, did you ever do a room called DeSante's? It's an Italian restaurant in um, like near Naples, Florida, down. Oh, no, I only, I only, work, I only I, work the East Coast of Florida. Right. Oh, work the a, West Coast. You're too good for that. Yeah. Well, it's an Italian restaurant. Okay. Really good food. And they pack it in with people for comedy night. And I was uh -huh. down there working and I met Joey a couple of times when I would go in and, and perform there. And we became friends, but who knew that he would change my life? Wow, that's great. Yeah, I mean, he's just an amazing man. And so what happened was I recorded an album, wrote a script. We were going to try and shoot a movie last summer. Uh -huh. We weren't able to get all the financing in place. And I said to him, I said, hey, you know, I have all these songs. I want to record a couple music videos while I'm in Florida. You want to do it with me? He's a producer. He likes to produce stuff. And he's like, yeah, let me make a few calls. And he tells me, we're going to shoot this thing at Full Sail University. He made a call to this... Um, Carl Verna, uh -huh. who is ended up being the director, producer, another man who who subsequently changed my life right, too, because right. he said yes. He said sure, let's do this. So they made it a summer project for the students at Full Sail University, and I had no idea what I'd walked into. Sure, I mean, I wrote this this quickly wrote up a script for this visual album. Show up, I brought my own camera. Oh, it was like I it was like um, showing up to a buffet with like a like a your own plate of food right, right, right. because I show up with my camera thinking I have a nice camera yeah. and they're like, they almost like, Joey wanted to laugh at me because <laughs> they shot this visual album for me on a, the same camera that they shoot Oscar films on. Uh -huh. The lens was $80,000 just for like, like just, just to rent. Are you okay? Are you okay? Not only you're not paying attention, but you're going to die. Is that what's going to happen? I'm sneezing. You're gonna... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, bless you. 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 Anyhow, Sorry. I got this like project done right. and it, this was last summer and then the editing took all year. I felt like it was climbing a mountain getting it done. Sure, I bet. And now it's done and we posted it a few days ago. And it's a video album, right? Is that what they call it's it? It's a visual album. Visual album. It's a visual album. Yeah. I mean, it's a comedy visual. So like it's the sad poetry like that you would expect from a visual album like Lemonade, Beyonce's right. Lemonade. Only it's called Limeade. <laughs> right. So that was the inspiration, right? Well, so, yes. Yes, it actually kind of was because I... You know, Lemonade actually spoke to me uh -huh. because it, I mean, I actually, I'm one of those women who cried watching it because okay. she got her heart broken and sure. you can tell like she was angry and hurt and I got my heart broken and uh -huh. I just, I thought, wow, that's, that's intense. Um, but I'm a comic, so right. I kind of have to make fun of it too. Sure. Of course. The fact that I, that made me well up makes me go, wow, fuck this. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta somehow bring it down a notch. What are these emotions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, must kill this and make yeah. it ridiculous. So yeah, I took the same sadness and then made it like turned it into this like dec like in between funny and sad. Right. I'm really proud of it. Oh, you like, should. I watched some of it today, mm -hmm. most of it today, practically all of it today, and it's first of all, 
hilarious. Thank you. All your songs are very hilarious. It was nice to see some, hear some new ones I hadn't heard. <laughs> some of my old favorites. Um, and it looks phenomenal, man. Like Thank really, you. really good. They did. I mean, I'm still getting used to how great of a job they did. Like, I, I mean, I think of how the universe kind of levels things out. Uh-huh. I mean, it's about going through my divorce. It's the five stages of grief. And I mean, it was incredibly painful. It's still going on. And I just needed, I don't know. I, I, I need to be able to support myself. My, my financial situation is, is awful. I haven't sure. had, I, I haven't had a grocery bill paid for since the summer, 10 months now for my kids and myself. Like we have to figure out a way to, to, to figure out. And uh, Marie, I have zero skill sets. Right. <laughs> like I have no way to make a living. Have you always I, been a comic? Have you ever I've been a comic uh, for eighteen years. Right. Oh, oh so we yeah. met catering years ago. We did. I forgot all about that. Did you really? Yes. How did you forget? We were at El Cholo. Yeah. I know. We would like show up in the yeah. Oh, that's right. That's that's hilarious. I would have to go back to catering at El Cholo, cleaning apartments and working uh-huh. temp jobs because my skill sets I have a college degree, but I haven't used it in forever. Sure. And if anybody wants to hire me to do anything respectable, they're gonna Google me and hear this shit. <laughs> So I can't get a respectable job. I have to make a living as a stand-up comic. Right. And my life is expensive. I've got two children sure, now. Sure, yeah, yeah. How the hell do you do that? Like, I just, I mean, I've always worked as a comic, right. but I didn't work on my draw. Uh-huh. All these years, I didn't work on my career. I always worked as a comic. Sure. But my my energy was fo- focused on raising my children and keeping somebody who, you know, in and out of hospitals 11 times in five years, like constantly trying to keep things on the rails. Mm -hmm. There's no energy left over for Twitter. Right, right. So this whole year I've been on social media and just Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to create draw, which is one of the hardest things to do. So the mountain of producing the film, Mm -hmm. I was like, when we posted it, I was like, ah, like relief. It's out. Absolutely. But then I'm like, shit. Now I have now, people, now I have to work on getting people to watch that and right, like right. creating the draw because the product's out. Yeah. So that's like so it's like you just climbed like Mount Everest and you're like I gotta do it again. Right. Right. The mountain's even bigger. Yeah. So that's yeah. It's it's fun though. I'm having a lot of fun figuring it out. Like I mean, I've never been able to figure things out on a computer like how to post a video to YouTube and sure. stuff like that. That's just. I'm ignorant about, like, hey, maybe I could get a job doing social media for other people because <laughs> I've been figuring that out. But yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Cool. So where is it at? Where do you, where can we find it? Like on, on YouTube. YouTube? Um, oh, I'm, I'm in the process of getting it posted to Amazon. Okay. Um, but really, the, there's a few things on my Facebook page so you can link back around. But YouTube is right now where we're... Oh, I put it up on Funny or Die, but I'm, okay. I'm not pushing it there. They just, you know, I, I'm not looking to make money on the video. Right. I... It's a couple of people have asked me because it's such a high quality piece. Why not sell it? But I want people to watch it and sure. find it and then want to come and see me when I perform in their city. So that way I can well, survive. So you, wait, so you put all this time and effort in and you've released it for free. Yeah. Wow. Is that crazy? Um, who's going to, I mean, no, very few people would know how to find it otherwise. Well, I mean, I don't think it's crazy. It's, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's great, and I think it's probably great, equally great and equally bad. Because here's the deal: when my album came out, like the for like the first week, the first hit when you Googled it was "Get Rusty Cal for Free." <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? That was yeah. like the first link that you went to. So, and plus, it's on Spotify where you get point zero zero right. three cents a play. You know, and so it's it's I I I said this before. I blame Louis C.K. 
<laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody wants to pay for anything anymore. Right. Nobody wants to pay for tickets. They're smart. We talked about this a thousand times. The people are smart now. They're we're, oh, we're gonna go see. Give me a count. Louis C.K. on Friday. Well, I'm probably not Louis C.K., but we're gonna go. We want to go to the comedy club on Friday. It's Monday. You know what? Let's wait till Friday. They'll be giving away tickets. Yeah, Groupon you know, so or people whatever. know now. They know not to. They don't to where they don't have to buy tickets. So nobody wants to pay for anything anymore. Well, trust me, if you want to pay for it, you can still download it on iTunes. Oh, and 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 there, it's different than the visual album because it's the actual song. So it's the and you can album. hear it on Spotify. I mean, you know, I won't get any money for that, but right. I want I, my my thought is right now. I just want to generate a fan base. Like I I I, I never want it to be in that light like uh-huh. I, I was very happy to just tell do be a comedian and a mom and live that life because what i didn't i don't know i'm actually as as outspoken and 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 filthy as i am as a person uh-huh. with, i'm actually i'm actually not like ah all right, the time right. in my life like <laughs> so so being the center like that just didn't seem like something i wanted uh-huh. i just want to be able to play my songs sure but now there's not really a choice so I want people now. I'm like, I need to support my kids. So come find me, and and right. I'll give you a great show, and I'll make you laugh hard. And how else to do that? The, my my only worry though is in giving it away for free that it lowers its value because people are willing to pay for something. They think it's worth more. Like it, like like the same item that's in Target that's sure. also in Neiman Marcus. People pay more money for it because they think it's worth more because it's at a in a fancier right. glass box. Right. So I I feel like no guys like this project hundreds of thousands of dollars to make if i had to pay for that thing i yeah, couldn't where did you get i mean this thing is qual. i look i i work in television <laughs> <laughs> you know a few things i know a few things i mean yeah. this is this is quality work how yeah how, did, did it cost anything how i paid a little bit of money i mean i oh, yeah. had craft services and i i paid extra for editing and i um i had my own wardrobe some uh-huh. some fancy lingerie sure. things like that <laughs> um and uh there like there was a few little things that i had to cover but like nothing compared to what I was given. I mean, sure. this would have been, I mean, just for the camera rental alone was probably $20,000. Oh, sure. Yeah. Never mind the cast. I'd, I, we used a back lot. We used a sound stage. We had a 30 person crew. We had, um, cars. We, we were on the full sale lot for, it was a six day shoot there. And then I did two videos in LA. Um, those ones I paid for right here in LA. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like I said, it's something. I'm just very lucky. Right. So you cash in a lot of favors, or did they just happen to just come to the table with all that stuff? I think that it was like a symbiotic relationship, oh, which is one right. of the songs. songs on the I, I, on some level, because and I, and we're already discussing our next project. Uh huh. So I'm. I don't know. I just I feel really blessed, and okay. like I said, Joey is one of those people who just he changed my life and in turn I hope to change his sure like I hope that he becomes massively successful we've we've become such good friends over this year okay good and I want to see him be able to create content and do whatever it is that he dreams of doing for the rest of his life right because he deserves it man I gotta say it's that limeade is super impressive it really is and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because you're sitting on my podcast (laughs) Uh, it is man first of all I would never even think of of doing a visual album off of Beyonce. You know what I mean? Kind of inspired by Beyonce. Like that was, uh, when you told me, that, I was like, what? <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Like what a great idea. Well, it's also, I mean, nothing could be more talked about right now. I mean, she's so f- 
famous. So like the record, you know, attaching, it's really not like, I mean, I, there's no way anybody could produce anything like lemonade. I right, mean, right. The thing is insane. But I only touch on it in one video where I have the baseball bat. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a bunch of individual comedy videos. And, oh, this is kind of cool. We also posted on the individual videos. And I did that just 30 hours ago. Uh -huh. And they're getting so many hits, Marie. Oh, good. Like the... um. I, I showed you the masturbation one. Right, right. Had gotten 500 hits already and it just went up. And right. I was, I, I'm just in heaven with it. Now I need 14 million. Sure. But it's a start. We should have just named them all masturbate, masturbate. yeah, uh, <laughs> hand job or yeah. whatever. <laughs> That's what my friend Mike told me this morning. He's like, he's like, the titles are going to get a lot of hits. Oh, sure. So let's, let's move with those. Absolutely. <laughs> So are you going to head out on the, what are you going to do? Are you going to head out on the road soon, tour with it, maybe I hope so. do something like that? I got an email or a Facebook message uh -huh. this morning from a club that wants to book me. And I oh, was great. Like, so off of the video. Oh, that's awesome. So maybe I'll get more bookings too. And he is funny. He asked me, send me your information. How much, how much do you like, what do you want for money? What do you want? What's your media? And I, I wrote, I wrote it back. I'm so stupid, Murray. Maybe you could give advice. But I wrote it back. I go, I work cheap. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I go, I just need to cover my childcare and come home with a little something. Cause I just want to work. Oh, yeah. I haven't been able to work all year. I see a flaw in that email. I, I do. I do. I'm so I'm so bad at business. I think I give away my visual album. I'm, I'll show up for cheap. I just want to come. I, I It's really bad. I actually did a gig over um, over uh, Christmas uh -huh. for free. I was there the entire week. I put myself up. I'm, I mean, I'm a headliner. At this point in the game, I should not be doing that. Right, right. But I did it entirely because I wanted to get on johnny dare's radio show in kansas city uh -huh. and i figured i'm coming there i can promote a show literally did not get paid for the entire week and it cost me money did sure like, that i'm I, i'm like i'm a bad business woman. right right but i got lots of um of radio exposure okay so the goal was to get on that radio show yeah why why that one specifically um because i love johnny dare okay and i don't know I, I don't know middle of the country uh -huh. get, start start the ball rolling on on what I'm doing now. Sure. I don't know. I, I I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out. It's so hard. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not putting you under a microscope. I'm no, just I don't asking. know. I'm just pointing out the fact that defensive. as a comic ah! working the road, I don't know how to make I don't know how to value myself in what? any way. I don't value myself in anything, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't value myself in my relationship. I didn't value yeah. And myself as a comic. This Shit. Is slowly, this is this like turned turning. into a therapy session. I know, man. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a fine line. With, isn't it, though, like such a fine line with comedy and therapy when when you start going down a path? I've done it on stage where I just start going into my childhood or something, and then I just notice, oh, nobody's laughed in like two and a half minutes, like, three this is minutes. really sad. Maybe I need to switch gears. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess, they, well, they always say comedy and tragedy. Well, that's how this whole project came about too this is like i never have so much sadness turn into comedy yeah it was really empowering oh good well that's a positive thing to happen right as something so negative well it's with you talking about religion last night <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's coming out positive <laughs> right that, that brings about the topic that i wanted to ask you about on my podcast which that is we, which is it's your Southern, you were raised Southern Baptist. Yeah, Southern Baptist. And I asked much. you, and we started talking about it, and we were like, wait, let's talk about it on the podcast, because this will be the perfect 10 portion okay. of, of the road stories, which is, Murray, you need to answer the question that's been bugging me for my entire life. What's that? Why do Southern Baptists hate Jews so much? Oh, you killed Jesus. 
Is that it? That's it. <laughs> you know, actually. it's not true. I know, I know. But for some reason, you know. It's the whole Judas thing. They named him strategically. Oh, I never even put that together. Really? Judas. Judas. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, pretty sure that's the that's the connection. My whole thing, and, I, and the reason, I, I, I think the reason people, Christian, well, I don't even know, Christian, or whoever hates Jews is because they think, you know, they get blamed for killing Christ, right? Okay. They get blamed for it. We all know the Romans. <laughs> but here's the deal. If Christ didn't die, there wouldn't be Christianity. So he had to die. So somebody had to do it. So it's like, why are you blaming the guys who who killed your Lord? You know what I mean? Like, well, there wouldn't who be didn't really do it. Yeah. Well, there, wouldn't so be any, there wouldn't be any Christianity if Christ didn't die. So I don't understand why Judas gets fucked and has to go to hell for killing him, for turning him over. Right. Because that doesn't seem fair. Right. <laughs> you know? So there's no basis for Christianity if he didn't die. So I don't know why, if they think the Jews killed him, why they wouldn't hold the Jews up more with more respect. I, ha I have a theory. Okay. As to why Southern Baptists and a majority of uh, Christians Christ, Christian-based religions sure. don't care for Jews. And the, I'm just putting it out there okay. as a Jew. All right. Um, oh, yeah, at we the forgot time, to that. <laughs> at the time, of, yeah, at the time <laughs> when Jesus existed, he himself was a Jew. Sure. And then there were many Jews. Mm -hmm. And then he rose up and this whole other religion was born. Right. In which you have to believe and accept with blind faith. Okay. And therefore, anybody who would have witnessed this would be like, holy shit, that's the savior. Right. Yet, thousands of years later, Jews still exist. And it's kind of a thorn in the side of those who just blindly accept Jesus as their savior. Because if it was really all that, there'd be no Jews. Oh, all right. You, so, I have no idea where you're going. It's with a lot that, easier to just hate Jews and get rid of them than to question your belief in Jesus. Oh, so you're so like so just you, go away, Jew. So you go think, away. You're annoying me because you make me question my beliefs. Oh, because that's you exist, and the fact that you exist would make me question what I believe. If I have to question what I believe, that's too hard, and my brain will explode. Oh yeah, don't. Nobody likes Christians. No. Do not like questioning what they believe. No, and I'm, and sorry, I'm sorry if you're I'm if you're. I know I'm putting a whole blanket on on the majority. Of yeah, them. no, and I'm and sorry I, if you're listening and I'm making you question your beliefs. I don't believe. Actually, I believe a lot. Religion helps people through the worst of times, and whatever. Mm -hmm. you, and and I I'm a big. I never would have said this a year ago, but I'm a big believer in whatever gets you through and whatever makes you happy. And I honestly wish. With all of, I, I pray to God, oh God, I don't believe it, that I could accept it because it would make my brain so much more, it would be so much easier in life if I right. could just accept something. Right. I let's, mean, I believe, I don't know. Anyway. Let's go back to your theory. Yes. Here for okay, a the theory. All right. So you think that since there's so many, like, all right, so the Jew rised up to become the savior, that if he was actually the savior, there wouldn't be any Jews because all the Jews would believe him. But since, you know, the majority of the Jews didn't believe them and went on with their lives. Yeah, just we're, we're going to keep being, it's cool. We're going to keep being Jews. That's we're going to just theory. keep doing the Jew thing over here, even though we clearly know whatever. Right. That that, that, that was a savior. But yeah, we're just going to wait another like 5,000 years yeah, for a different one. But yeah, but it, again, at, at one point, when are the Jews going to be like, it's been 6,000 years and we haven't had anybody <laughs> else. Maybe that guy back there was. <laughs> was the same. And that it just didn't happen. No, it oh, happened, so, but maybe so there's like so, in hindsight. You know, so hindsight has 2020 Jews, vision. <laughs> all the Jews that were there at the time who didn't accept it then. Uh -huh. Yeah. I don't, 
I mean, maybe just the whole idea of the savior was, you know, bullshit anyways. And yeah, yeah, that's probably the case. But if he was the savior, there'd be no Jews. Right. We'd all be Christians. Yeah, but all right, but you're saying if he was, but they didn't. You just still don't have to believe him, even if he was. That doesn't take it away from him being the savior. Oh no, I get that. So what Except- I'm saying is now, maybe in the next thousand years or hundred, you know, whatever, the Jews are like, you know what? Since there hasn't been a savior, maybe that guy back then was actually him. Uh, is that what the Jews for Jesus believe? They're like, we'll just accept that one because there know. hasn't been one since. Jews for Jesus. I don't know what that means. For, I don't yeah, I don't know what that means yeah, either. It doesn't it's, make any... It just I, sounds like a pep squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just going to be over here cheering for you. <laughs> Give me a cheer. <laughs> but you were raised Southern Baptist. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you're not anymore. Uh, or do, you, do you identify yourself as Southern Baptist? Uh, I don't that seems see, so hardcore. I don't see religions. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not Southern Baptist by far. <laughs> I don't I, I know, I'm not Southern Baptist by far. Um, yeah, so that's a whole bone of contention. It's uh, so funny. So, yeah, I guess I, it does kind of come down to that whole Jesus thing. I was wondering. I don't why. know. But the one good thing about growing up that way was, I mean, I, I, I know a lot about different religions and stuff, and I find them very interesting. And, like, we baptized my kid in the Greek church. You did? In the Greek church because my father-in-law is Greek. He's off the boat, and my wife's Greek, obviously, so they wanted to do that. And I was like, Sure. I know. First of all, I researched to make sure there was nothing legally binding about anything, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do it. And was it important to her that he? It got was important baptized? to his, to, his da- to her dad. Got it. More important to his dad because he's Greek. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know, I try to be the accompanying. Uh, Are they Greek Orthodox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a big deal. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's a total yes. big deal. So I said, fine, we'll do it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't can't can't be anything bad until I had to write a fucking check. To, to whom? Do, to the church to do it. How expensive is it to have your son? What is it? You just dip him in water, kind of right? Yeah, like, they like, sing some songs, and I'm just oh yeah. man. I don't wait, wait, what like, do you have to pay for that? What's the going? I'll tell rate? you. Off, I'll tell you off this morning. Oh really? Yeah. I, I was oh, as a Jew, I need to know <laughs> what, what it costs <laughs> to baptize a child. All right. I I I guess if we're going there, I I don't generally talk about this, but I I did not snip my son as a Jew. Oh, why not? Because. Um, there was no real reason. I know that you have a son too, and you probably did, but I just didn't. I just felt like it was his decision, not mine. So, what dude is gonna exactly, <laughs> exactly. Although, you know what? They do do it when they get older. I know somebody who just did it. Yep, and and they do, and it's his. And choice. their kid did it at like thirteen. He chose to do it at like thirteen. Yeah, I would wait until he's eighteen and he's had a had some proper pussy right, okay. to make a decision. No, I, no as as a good mom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like at least eighteen. I just don't think that it's my choice to go. And and oh, it just it's okay. it's it's a pretty. I mean, it's it's a very. That's a big deal, right? I mean, there's nerve endings and it's painful. Yeah, so I'm I sure just I just decided to leave it alone. And thus far, it's been fine. I mean, he has expressed that. It's funny. He he's told me, well, it's it's. I really shouldn't talk about my I son's know, yeah, okay. But it just. <laughs> but we're talking about baptism and the religious. So it that's a religious thing supposedly about mm-hmm. being Jewish, and I'm I, I didn't do it, and no. they charge for that too. Oh. <laughs> and I pay money to chop off his business and dunk him in water, and I don't know. Right. Poor poor guy. What a weird. We're a weird culture. Episode of Road Stories.
Yeah, weird episode of Perfect Ten. <laughs> well, I guess that was a Perfect Ten side. Are we? We can't end on that though. No, that, of course that was, not. Okay, we gotta well, go back to my side of the okay. show. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't want to end on that. I feel a little guilty talking about it, but yeah. No, we gotta go back to my side of the show. After okay, that. back to the road story. But man, we gotta get on. I would like to sit down on your show for a full hour and talk about religion. Religion that would be fun. Yeah, about Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about Jesus, though? No, well, we'll do it on your show. On my show? Okay, we'll have... Uh, you know, Marie, it's so funny. You're the most booked guest that hasn't shown up for my... <laughs> you're always... This is Marie, guys. All right. Hey, Marie, are you coming tomorrow? We got a, a time booked. Well, there's a swell. Or <laughs> I got to go serve. I'm like, okay. That... I'm just going to expect... I, when, when, when I have you booked, I always have another person because I'm like, he's not coming. And then when you come, it's delightful. I'm like, right. great, Marie's here. That was the only time... The only time I said no for that swell is because we <laughs> haven't had a swell in two months and a swell in the ocean. I don't mind. We haven't had a swell in two months and it's been raining. That's the only time. The other times were just confusion. Yeah. And, or I got a gig or something. No, I get it. I get yeah. it. And I, I want to go surfing one day with yeah. you. You know, the kids do the surfing at the, in the summer. Oh, they go they down just, to Venice to a camp or something? They or? go to Malibu. Malibu. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they do, I have them, I'm going to sign them up for like 10 days this summer. But okay. it's awesome. Oh, another great part about being in California, we're, you know, the, they get to learn to surf. Yeah, yeah. And I've gone a few times, but you're like the expert. Well, so. I wouldn't say expert. Well, you go all the time. I do go all the time. <laughs> like everything else in my life, as much as I do it, I should be better at it. <laughs> you're pretty good at everything. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're sweet. That's true. So what's next for Lana Turner? Oh. oh this is Lana Turner. I don't think I introduced her on <laughs> the show. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, after she infects my whole house. Hopefully I get rid of this cough. That's next for me. Um, you mean like in the world? I have n- I don't know. In stand-up. In stand-up, get yeah. some fucking gigs that, that right. actually, yeah, maybe get some of those and... I don't know. I'm I'm working a lot. Just try and get Limeade out more. And then I, the project that I started with Full Sail, um, for Limeade, we're going to try and do the original one that we weren't able to do last okay. year. So hoping that gets cool. off the ground. How um, about you? Oh, uh, hold on. I got another question for you. Oh, so, uh, since, <laughs> since your your uh, songs are such such mature themes. Uh-huh. That's how you like to say it. Is that how you like to sure, say it? Sure, I actually put it on there so that nobody's watching it in front of their kids or at work. Yeah, that's. Smart. I, I, mar- I marked it on the on the page. Yeah, every, I, I know. I, every podcast I post, I just put explicit. Yeah, even if it's not, just to cover your ass. Uh, do you ever get like? Do people just get like so aghast and walk out? I was performing in Vegas one time, and somebody, a female guitar comic, who was very dirty came oh, on I, to do it, it to, I won't say who it is. I think in a yeah to do a guest spot for five minutes and just in five minutes alienated the crowd oh just it was a great show you know vegas is weird like the mc right. the improv the mc would go up for 10 and then the feature would do 20 then the mc would come back and do 10 and then the headliner so like between the mc and feature between the between the second spot she went up and so the crowd was going and she went up and sang a song about her butthole or her asshole or something like that and just oh. shut the place down yeah so my question is you ever run into like just since it's such strong themes. Have I ever like alienated an entire yeah, crowd? Yeah, have you, you walked a crowd? Do you ever not a do whole they pretty crowd. much know what they're getting into or no, I mean I don't uh, I I mean I might have some like adult content, but it's not foul, like I, I, I'm I mean there's a line, right? Sure. So and there's also a presentation. Mm-hmm. So ta- talking before about how I'm petite and whatever right, right. I, I, i'm sure i've i've offended some people sure, and they're not my fan base right um i've had bad bad shows as a comic 
I like bad shows. Well, right. We need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? At this point, well, Murray, okay. So at this point in stand up, because you've been doing it so long, when you have something happen in a room or, or get an uh-huh. opportunity to perform in an environment that you've never performed at, don't you cherish that opportunity? Sure. I, I, I have an, I'm going to do a show later this month or next month. I have to look at my calendar where I, the part of the thing is to get wasted before, which a lot of comics do anyhow. <laughs> What's that? You want but the improv? <laughs> I, I've never done that, believe it or not. Right. I've always gone up. I, I'm not a drinker. I don't, okay. I'm not a pot smoker. I've, I've maybe had a cocktail once or twice before and gotten on stage uh-huh. or whatever, or gotten a contact high in the green room before sure. I got on stage or done. I do the stoner rooms. Right. I was on stage once performing in a room full of people that were, Smoking pot, and I, I, you know, I've done that a couple of times, and I'm getting high just being in the room. Sure, and I can't get through my set. It's, oh, really? It's, no, I can't. Oh, I could. Ne- I, I'm not a pot smoker, but no. I, could, I couldn't even imagine going on stage. I, stoned. I, there was one time where I'm in the middle of my song, and um, it's a stoner Rob gig. I've told you about Rob, but he he loves this story because there's a f- event in front of the stage, and it's blowing smoke like right into my face. Oh, really? And I stop in the middle of my song, and I go, I can't remember. Wow. anything else right now <laughs> and i just walked off stage so i'm not i never perform like that right, I would never. Right. but this is a show where that's the whole deal they're going to give me a bunch of shots or whatever right before oh and I'm really going to uber and or make sure i have sure of course a place to be and i so yeah oh and so what is that is that in town i want yeah, to see that <laughs> I'll t- i don't know i have to look at my phone but yeah so that's i i just feel like at this point too like then when you ask the question about bombing or not doing well i I don't, I hate the feeling of bombing. Like oh, nothing course. is worse. You can't sleep afterwards. You just want to eat a gun. Your, like, you question your choices in, in life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's horrible. But it always makes me better. And and so I, I like I like that because mm-hmm. what did I do wrong or what could I do differently? Or, or maybe it was just a bad crowd, although yeah. I never like to go there. I always think it's my job to try and figure this stuff out. Yeah, I've, I've gone back and forth on that. But there are some. There are some bad crowds or bad scenarios. Bad scenarios. Definitely bad scenarios, but uh, like, there are ways to fix bad scenarios. Like, I did a gig in a music venue because I was okay. I've been trying to do more. Sure. And there was a band coming up after me, and they'd moved all the couches out of the way for the band. So as soon as I got done, the band was going to come up and play. And I got there right as they were moving the couches, and I thought about it. I I did my set, and everyone was off to the sides, and they were talking, and mm-hmm. they weren't hearing me, and it was just, oh, I was like, fuck, this is the worst. And I realized I was like, if I'd have just spoke up and said, move the couches after I'm done. I'd have had a killer set. Oh, oh, they're doing it while you're on set, while you're on stage. No, they moved the they moved the seating out of the way to get them ready oh, okay. for the band that was coming up after oh, right, me. Right, right. But if they did just, it took them like five minutes to move all the couches. They sure. could have done that while the band was getting finishing, what getting on, Absolutely. you know. And so, right there is a scenario I'd never encountered before. And recently, it was within the last six months, I learned something, and I and I had to. I, I didn't do well on that gig because the audience wasn't set up right. to listen. No, you know what? There's nothing wrong with with just saying, "Hey, before I go on, we need to do this and yeah. this and this." We did that uh, at a gig in uh, a military gig I did last year, where it was in a movie theater for on on the, on the base, and everybody oh, was all in the back. You made them all move forward. Yeah, Steve Mazon did not. Maybe Steve Mazon went up there and said, "Hey, we're going to start the show in a few minutes." Everybody moves forward. We're gonna and we talk to the sound guy, play some music, get some music in here, get the energy up. It's it, yeah. It's okay to do that, you know? Yes. I mean? And it makes a better show. It makes for a better show. And so that's, but I, like, I didn't really think I had in that music venue situation, I wasn't prepared for it because right. I'd never done it before. Sure. So, I mean, so th- those, are, I'm sure the comic who went up and 
ate it so bad that she alienated the entire crowd, mm -hmm. learned so much in that five minute set, then she then she can take that with her for the rest of her career. I, I think that's a. I hope so. You hope so, or she's gonna just keep doing the same butthole joke in, in, in Vegas and be that girl. Everyone be like, oh, here comes the butthole girl. Well, I think this cross-pollination episode was, I'm going to chalk it up as a success. I think, you know, any time that I'm hanging out with you is successful. Oh. And I'm not being, I'm, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm ass-kissing. All right. I really do enjoy. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I think, I think it's a success. I think so. I hope you guys do. Uh, yeah, I hope you're. I hope the uh, Perfect Ten listeners enjoyed it. I well, my Perfect Ten listeners need to come listen to Road Stories on the regular. Oh well, thank you very much, and uh, my guys need to go and listen to uh, the Perfect Ten on the regular. Yes, yes. Or some people say on the reg, and when they say that, I want to punch them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, real quick, tell us where we can find Limeade again. Uh, Limeade is on my YouTube page, so just. If you just type in Lana Turner, and you have to remember L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R, -E or just type Lana Turner Comedian, however you want to spell it. At okay. this point, it might just come up. I don't sure, know. Sure, I probably will. It probably will. And so then um, it's on YouTube, or if you find my Facebook, it'll link back in or okay, wherever. Great. So, yeah. And it where can people so find it's you, It's very Murray? funny, man. It looks so good. It Thank looks you. great, and it's hilarious. And, you know, I know I got a lot of music fans who listen to my show, too, so they'll like that. Well, and if they don't like the whole movie, you can just listen to individual... Um, individual songs i've been finding a lot of people are just you know okay. you might you might have been going through a difficult breakup yourself and hated the cunt might speak to you <laughs> or your <laughs> buddy and you song. just share it with them you'd be like hey he was dating a cunt here you go here's the video <laughs> um where can uh, people find you we're uh at murray v on twitter murray v on instant murray v comedy on instagram which i started only a couple of weeks ago which is kind of fun i'm enjoying it okay um and you can get the road stories podcast uh for free on itunes you subscribe there go roadstories.tv um i'll be up uh levity live on may 23rd i think i'll be at the theater in seattle you, you should know March, april 4th may 4th no, You're no. looking at March me. March 23rd. I, I don't know. Sorry, March 23rd is Liberty Live. May 4th is Seattle. Go see Murray wherever he is. Oh, he's thank you very much. Ridiculously funny and an awesome person. Oh, you're awesome. Lana, thanks for doing this. Murray, thank you for doing this. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon.